Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Chittletow from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today from New York is Roxanne Petraeus. Roxanne is co-founder and CEO of workplace compliance training company, Athena. And today we're gonna to be talking about some compliance challenges that occur during stressful times, particularly during layoffs. First, Roxanne, thank you for taking time out of your day to talk to us. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, pleasure having you. So let's look at layoffs. Um, you know, we're hearing news stories about them coming up a lot more frequently lately. Um, they can cause tremendous stress, both for those who are losing their jobs and, and for those remaining. How should compliance teams think about changing their focus when an organization is going through layoffs? Yeah, I think that you're exactly right that now is a, obviously an important time to be thinking about this, given the, um, the frequency of layoffs uh, magnitude, especially in tech, for example. And I think perhaps the good news is that um, the, the things that compliance officers and compliance programs should be really focusing on um, are no different in layoffs versus you know, the boom times. It's really all about culture. Um, perhaps the bad news is that like, uh, layoffs, organizational change, restructures, et cetera, um, are, you know, have a pretty significant hit on things like culture and trust. And there's just that direct line between how engaged employees feel you know, to their company, that uh, level of trust, the level of communication, and then, um, you know, the essentially on the the very far end of that, uh, spikes in misconduct, issues reporting, comfort reporting, you know, all of those. There's like a really direct line there. And so I think that what compliance officers should be thinking about is no different in these times. It's just probably magnified or, or more important than ever to really focus on things like communication and trust. Trust seems to be in culture under attack everywhere. It's it's interesting between layoffs and just the churn of employees since the start of the pandemic. It's tough. Now, during the period of a layoff, are there any behaviors that compliance teams should be on the lookout for? Yeah. So um, I remember you know digging into this research a while ago, and uh, I found, for example, Gardner had shown that it's not just layoffs. I think with the term they used is something like frequency of career moments, but they're essentially negative career moments. So whether that's layoffs, again, like restructuring, things like that. And um, you know, if an employee experiences a lot of these career moments in the past year, I think it's something like they're 10 percentage points more likely to report having observed misconduct, and misconduct here was pretty broadly defined. I think about um, a while ago, I was a consultant at McKinsey and, um, you know, working on things like restructuring and some of the data there is like, uh, there's actually like spikes in kind of the quote, small stuff that you see at first. So it's like um, expense policies being uh, stretched or misused, like all of those little things. But really, again, that that uh, strong line between employees not feeling um, a sense of trust uh, with their organization and shutting down communication, not feeling like they want to maybe bring something to legal or HR, in particular in times where those organizations might start to feel adversarial as opposed to a place that really has an open door policy that wants to hear from employees. And those lines of communications really always have to be open. So along those lines, what kind of uh, enhanced control should be in place, whether for that or elsewhere? So um, the nice thing about, again, some of the Gardner research and others is that actually it really focuses on a, a couple of specific things that aren't so much about controls as they are like the things you should be doing in the ordinary course of business and the ordinary course of, of um, running a great compliance program, but that become especially important here. So two come to mind. 
One is communication in general, like employees are just really hungry um, for information during stressful times. And so I, I talk, for example, to folks, um, some of our buyers, and they talk about making sure that compliance feels more visible at, say, an all hand, reminding folks about policies. It might seem like to you, how many times have I talked about our, you know, um, speak up uh, culture, et cetera, but to employees in a stressful time, like more is always better. I just read the Stanford article that essentially was like leaders always think they're communicating more than employees here. Mm -hmm. And the second is about training effectively. So I'm sure you're very, and your listeners are very familiar with all this research, but like Gallup, for example, in a recent poll showed that 90 plus percent of employees really don't tell the difference between um, training and not training in terms of any sort of information gathering. It's a huge miss. And going back to that Gardner report that talked about those career moments like uh, RIFs, um, one of the suggestions they had that I thought was so smart is that employees really need to hear the information at a moment that's especially relevant. So for example, if an organization just goes through a, through a RIF, training right after that moment on, for example, um, code of conduct, you know, these sort of do the right things issues can be incredibly impactful because that's when an employee is, is kind of most vulnerable. At Athena, we've uh, rolled out this feature called Moments That Matter that essentially allows an admin to, you know, some of the use cases are quite obvious and you're uh, training around gifts right before the holidays because that's when it's most relevant. Send um, harassment prevention and how to be an ally during Pride Month, you know, all of those use cases. But here the obvious use case would be if the organization has just gone th through something or perhaps like one particular office or, you know, the LA office or, or whatever it is just went through something, being able to send targeted training in the moments that matter can be incredibly impactful. And the moment that matters is important. I just uh, fittingly enough did a podcast with uh, Todd Haw, who's a professor at Indiana University, talking about nudges, and it's really yeah. trying to reach people at the right moment. Totally. Now, does uh, historically um, there are tales that employees may make reports of retaliation to protect themselves when they know a reduction force is coming or in their midst of one. Is that really the case? And if so, how can teams quickly assess uh, whether the claim is genuine or not? Yeah, you know, I have never never seen any good data on whether like that kind of um, like um, urban uh, legend is, is true or not. So I really, I don't have anything uh, especially useful to give there. I think the guidance I would instead give is um, you don't want to do anything that demonstrates that you um, that your door is closed during these pivotal moments. And so I wouldn't focus more on like, oh, we really want to screen out because we're suddenly going to get some influx of reports that really aren't accurate. I think that would send exactly the wrong message at what you know the data is quite clear on is a pivotal moment. And instead, I would focus more on um, really showing, not just telling, but the telling is important too, that uh, compliance, legal, HR, managers, all of these people, the company like really wants to hear from employees. I think probably the most dangerous thing would be, um, I spent the first part of my career in the army and I feel like occasionally there would be moments of uh, a senior leader just kind of looking at everyone and being like, you know what, right now, I don't really wanna hear how you get it done. I just want you to get it done. Like that sends a very strong message that um, to the organization that the um, if they bring something forward, it's not going to be taken seriously. They're going to be a troublemaker. And I would think that that's the um, unfortunately the exactly the wrong message to convey in stressful times. 
So stressful times are horrible, but hopefully the organization recovers. And, you know, even during something as disruptive as a layoff, an organization has to be looking beyond it. How should compliance teams address their efforts to meet the needs of a corporate culture that may need to be rebuilt over the next year or two? One, I think, um, a really useful thing to be doing during um, kind of the whole life cycle of this economic, um, uh, these economic times is um, uh, surveys, like ideally pulse surveys, to get a sense of like where your org is at. And then to your point, kind of coming out of these sort of stressful moments, hey, have we rebuilt trust? Like, I think the only way you really know is by asking employees. It's it's quite dangerous to, you know, pontificate um, uh, that like you're just looking at Zoom squares and thinking like, yep, I, I think they really got the memo and they're bought in. Instead, we always advise uh, to ask the employee directly and give a lot of different mechanisms for them to to share their level of trust, their level of comfort, their level of willingness to report. One way to do that without um, kind of sending the umpteenth annual survey that um, was 70 questions that people may or may not want to want to fully um, do is to make those, you, you mentioned nudges, we, we do a lot of things in short five-minute bits and then can embed a pulse survey. So it's like one or two questions. And again, ideally in that moment that matters. So for example, after an all hands where leadership addresses, hey, we just had this riff and I know this is very stressful and I'm going to talk to you about it. Perhaps right after that, sending some sort of, you know, do you know how to raise a concern? Do you feel comfortable raising a concern? Do you think your manager strongly encourages the team to behave in an ethical manner? And then just watching that, um, essentially that metric over the course of, you know, three, six months and seeing how it moves, I think is a really important way to, to keep um, finger on the pulse. And we need that finger to know what's going on. Let's close by talking about a broader picture, you know, Layoffs are one form of stress, uh, and it's a massive form that it causes. But these past few years have brought a lot of stress in a lot of areas, from COVID to work from home, the great resignation. There's now quitting in place people talk about. How should compliance officers think about navigating these unprecedented times? Yeah, again, and I know, um, know it sounds kind of corny, but I think it really is all about culture and whether the stressor is um, all of the social changes we saw, whether it's um, COVID, like they, they all kind of lead to the same sorts of things, which is like you need a strong um, a strong culture. And one of the key components of that is leadership really um, communicating, employees feeling like there's a mechanism for them to be heard. So I think about that communication going two ways. So for example, one might be, you know, a compliance officer being there at all hands or maybe coming, um, you know, doing uh, a little like tours, circulations of the company and really um, demonstrating that they're here, they're listening, they want to see you. I think one of the uh, most powerful messages is really around um, showing, not just telling. And so there's a bunch of ways I've heard our customers do really sorts of clever things to make sure that the average employee who you know isn't thinking about compliance issues all the time knows that their compliance uh, leader really is a business partner. And, and part of that is just those kind of short, casual um, meetings and interactions that you do need to be more intentional of in a remote environment. You can't just you know walk in with coffee, but I think there's still ways to do it. Um, and then just like making sure that that communication feels authentic, honest, and tailored to the organization. I think like probably um, one of the, the worst things, uh, you know, an org could do at this time is say like, hey, this is really stressful. We've all just been through this. And then sort of roll out some training that feels super dated, check the box, like, no one really put a lot of thought into it and think like, okay, you know, 
um, we're done with that. I did, I did it. I talked to everybody like it, the quality of these conversations really does matter. Well, to your point about quality matter, I mean, there's the difference between talking at people and talking with them and, (laughs) you know, the quality talking with them makes a great deal of difference. Well, Roxanne, thank you so much for sharing these insights with us. I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turtletow from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective. <laughs>